Shoulder of Orion is brought to you by the generous support of our incredible patrons. To learn more about joining our Patreon, please visit www.perfectorganism.com forward slash support. As Blade Runner 2049 continues to cast its spell over us here at Shoulder of Orion, a scene that so many of you know is my favorite scene in the film also continues to haunt my steps. In what might be the most powerful sequence in the film, Deckard is reintroduced to Rachel 30 years after her death. I dream about this scene. Rachel, for me, represents the greatest sense of loss, loss of identity, a loss of great love, and a loss of personal agency. For a fleeting moment in 2049, she's given back to us. This scene brings me to tears upon every viewing. That's the power of incredible acting and storytelling. In my search to experience this scene more, if that's even possible, I set out to find the actor who portrayed Rachel. By luck and thanks to social media, I found her. Lauren Peter was hired to perform the character of Rachel on set with fellow actors Jared Leto, Sylvia Hoax, and Harrison Ford. In this interview, Miss Pita takes us through her journey of being on the film, acting next to titans of the movie industry and lost bobby pins. Angel, made again for you. Thank you for being on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, I, this is your role in this film is very fascinating to me and to a lot of people just because you are, you inhabit a, a, a kind of like a, a princess Leia role for, uh, for the Blade Runner universe, essentially, it's a very kind of like hollowed ground, and I, I'm curious, kind of how that happened and how you found yourself, Rachel, in 2049. Yeah, well, it's funny because you know, you as an actor, you go for all these auditions, and um, you kind of you give it your best shot, and then you <laughs> um, go home and you forget about it, and you get on with your life, and it, you know. We, occasionally you get a call back and and this was a, a weird one because I had no idea what I was auditioning for um oh, wow. there was all this secrecy so I didn't even know what it was for um and I, I had a, I was called back for a second audition and they actually they gave me the the script off a scene from Ex Machina okay um so yeah uh and then I get a phone call after the second audition and the next thing I know I'm on a plane to Budapest to meet Danny Villeneuve um and yeah then he kind of explained to me what the role was all about and asked me if I wanted it and I was like oh let me check my calendar (laughs) (laughs) I was just curious so what kind of research did it entail for you um, a lot. I, I think I was one of the first people cast by the by the looks of things, like one of the first maybe 10 or 15. 
Um, so I had I had a lot. Like I was cast in May, and I didn't film my scene until September. So I had about four months to prepare. Um, and I, I basically I've now I I watched the first film probably about a hundred times. Um, oh, wow. Particularly <laughs> particularly the scenes um, with Rachel in, of course. Um, and yeah, it was funny. It was, although it was just, it's probably the smallest role I've ever had. Uh, I obviously f- felt the pressure um, <laughs> on me for it because when normally when you get a role, you you get to come up with, you kind of devise the character and come up with who you're going to be and what you're going to make from it. And you know, this is the character that I had to replicate you know I had to come up with exactly the same mannerisms and facial expressions and emotions and um, voice and kind of everything so it was I did a lot of practice (laughs) wow yeah so uh, did they I'm curious in terms of like costuming and was that something that happened right away were they you know, because you're wearing the same costume that Sean Young wore in the original film. How did the costuming uh, part happen? Yeah, so that was one of the first things they they flew. I, I flew over to Budapest a, a couple of times before filming. Um, and the costume, that wasn't, I don't know how much I can it It wasn't originally going to be that. So it wasn't going to be the the same costume. So I think they were still kind of making up their mind as to sort of how this, yeah, how the same it was going to be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's what they came up with in the end. Okay. Okay. Um, So they were deliberating. Yeah. They were deliberating. Okay. That's right. (laughs) Interesting. And so obviously, you know, you were there, you're on set. It's probably the most emotionally charged scene in the film. Um, it's my favorite scene in the film. Um, and as I've seen it, uh, and seen the, I've seen the video of you, um, and the dots on your face and, and, you know, and the kind of the, the, the way that it moves from your head to, and then they changed it to, um, the CGI head. But really I was looking at you, your eyes and really, in my opinion, the Rachel CGI model has your eye intensity. Like I feel like there's more similarity in terms of her emotional intensity from you than I probably because it, it is you, you know, um, than yeah. I do from <laughs> Rachel. And I'm wondering how that scene played out. Was it very technical? Did it feel emotional? Did it feel charged? I mean, you're there with Harrison Ford. What was that mm-hmm. like? Yeah, it was wonderful. It was, you know, I, by the time I got to the set by the time they put me in the costume and I stepped onto the set, which, uh, by the way, was incredible. I mean, it was just so emotional and overwhelming in itself because they just did such a amazing job, the water and the steps and the lighting. It was just absolutely phenomenal place to be in. So that in itself kind of, you were, you were kind of halfway there emotionally just, just being on the set. Um, but you know, I felt like Rachel. Um, so it, you know, it, it, the whole scene was, yeah, it was really beautiful. It was really nice. It was really nice to do. Yeah. 
did you go through um, rehearsals before? Uh, no, we Harrison doesn't like to rehearse. Oh, he likes, yeah. He 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 likes to have the the beauty and um, I think first time you know the, the rehearsals I guess take some of the intensity or the spontaneity out of it. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. Um, so, how many takes was there? Um, it was a week of filming. Oh wow! So there was a lot. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how many, you know, we filmed it, we didn't film the whole thing through. So, you know, there was there was segments of it. Obviously, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. So, um, yeah, there was different, different days focused on different shots within the scene. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there is, Sean Young has gone on record as, you know, she was out there and I'm curious how that worked. And I know she said, we haven't spoken to her yet, but she said that she was kind of there to kind of, uh, show you how to walk or how that, that Rachel walk, which is kind of synonymous with 2019. Um, how, how was that? No one knew she was going to be on set until the day we started filming. Um, and then she kind of just showed up and it was wonderful. Um, it was wonderful for me having spent <laughs> almost half a year studying, um, her really, and for her to show up. So it was a real honor for me. Um, but she didn't, I mean, by then I already sort of, you know, I'd done, you know, I, I'd, I'd had a lot of time to prepare for the role. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure why she didn't coach or anything. She was just kind of. I, I think maybe it was a courtesy thing to to have her on set because um, um, I guess the you know the films were about the the character she she played. Um, but yeah, it was great to have her on there. She was. I mean, she was lovely. She told in between takes. She told stories of um, when she played Rachel, um, and that was really nice. Uh, she was a lot of fun. Um, she, you know, there was this this one particular part of the scene where, um, my hair had to keep getting fixed in between takes and we did quite a lot of takes. And, um, she was like helping giving Kerry was the guy, the mastermind behind my hair. Um, and she was giving bobby pins to him, and this bobby pin fell down the back of my my jacket and down my skirt, <laughs> and it went all the way like down my pants. And I was like, oh my goodness! And Sean goes, don't worry, honey, I got it. And she went behind me, lifted up my top, unzipped my skirt, shoved her hand down there, pulled the bobby pin out, zipped <laughs> me back up again. <laughs> I was like. Oh my goodness, Sean Young just pulled a bobby pin out of my butt crack. I can't... <laughs> so there was there was some laughs and she was fantastic. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Um so I, I wanna uh kind of shift we'll go back, I wanna kinda go back to that moment on set, but how had you seen Blade Runner before and what were your thoughts about the film? Had I seen it before I got the, the role. role role as Rachel. Um, no, no, I hadn't seen it. No. So what was no. your, uh, how did you knowing, you know, after you've gotten the information, this is the role that you're going to play. Um, mm -hmm. how did you process that film? 
I'm curious as, as kind of a newbie. Yeah. Okay. So naturally I, I raced home and I watched it <laughs> for the, for, for the first time. Um, and it's interesting cause it's hard to so say when I, when I first watched it, um, I, you know, it, it was, it's not like anything I have ever seen before. Um, it's, it's such, it, it, I mean, it's amazing in its own right. Um, but it is, I, I think for, a, yeah, for a lot of people, you, I don't think you can watch it once. I don't think it, it's not a film that anybody can just watch once. Um, and with the amount of times I've seen it, I still pick up things that I didn't pick up the, you know, 40th time I watched it or the 30th time mm -hmm. I watched it. Um, it's just, there's so much going on and it's just so, um, yeah, just amazing for something. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm watching it now or, or I watched it, you know, a year ago and it was made 35 years ago. It was actually made the year I was born. Um, so f it must've been even more kind of really, really out there in that kind of time. Do you like our owl? It's artificial? Of course it is. Must be expensive. Very. It's not like a procedural cop drama. It's very much a human story. Um, and for me, Rachel has always been my favorite character in the in the film. Um, there's just, essentially, certainly the original, there's just this... You know, she's, uh, you know, you meet her originally and she's a woman of agency. She's a woman of, of focus and poise and she knows what she's doing. She's there to work for the Tyrell Corporation. And then suddenly all of it is stripped away from her, everything of who she is. And mm -hmm. that that journey um, kind of of her losing all of that and then kind of finding her love for Deckard um, is a very powerful one. And I'm curious as you and I know that. Oh, well, at least in my in my the way that I react to your scene as Rachel in twenty forty nine, I feel all of that when you look when you're looking at him, and I'm curious uh, what that what that process was like. Was it just for you, just acting, or was it? How did you get into that space of you're seeing this man? And we've had these discussions of just because. Rachel in 2049 isn't the same Rachel. Maybe she had Rachel's memories. Maybe her memories were in her DNA. And I don't know how detailed and how much thought you put into it as you were there on set walking towards Deckard, Harrison Ford. Um, but what was that like? How did you channel that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was... Yeah, no, I, I definitely saw myself as... Um, a different, a different character, you know, there was the Rachel 35 years ago, um, or, you know, in, in when, when the first film came out and then, you know, it, it's not, I wasn't, I wasn't playing the same Rachel. I was playing a different Rachel because she's been made again, hasn't she? Um, mm -hmm. and it was that familiarity when she, um, when she sees Deckard and then the confusion when he rejects her because she hasn't been programmed to be rejected. So, um, it, it's, it's a very, it, it's a very interesting and subtle 
kind of swing of emotion, you know, from, you know, the, the emotion where she, you know, she sees him for the first time in a long time and then he rejects her and that wasn't what was supposed to happen. Her eyes were green. So it's quite it's quite interesting, isn't it, in the in the few seconds, sort of in that moment that her emotion changes from one thing to the next. Yeah, there's a visual. There's a uh, 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 she's confused. She doesn't know what to do. Um, and there's a way, certainly, of course, with the video that I've seen, there's a way that you're looking at Harrison. There's a way that you're looking at Deckard that you know him, um, that you've mm. known him all of your life, even though your life is. Who knows how old you, this this model is? I assume yeah. they have, I assume that they started building her when they got the bones because they had DNA and all of that. All of that I don't really know for sure. Um, but again, it's just there's just such intensity and there's a lot of talk about well, who was this? Even though it wasn't the same Rachel, was it the same Rachel because she had her memories? And I know you don't have that information. It's kind of a lot of fan talk, or but there's just so much going on with. Harrison Ford's, the way he's looking at you, the way you're looking at him, it's very powerful. Mm -hmm. It is very, very powerful. Yeah. Having seen the film, 2049, obviously, how, mm. and you weren't you weren't really a fan of these films before, how do you place, what do you think about these films now, now that you have this integral role in them? Um, you know, it was, I mean, the whole film was, you know, far beyond expectations. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Um, what I what I particularly enjoyed about it was having given the time to appreciate what's in front of you, which I think lacks in in so many films these days. You know, there's always the the screen's changing, there's action, there's things flicking on and off. It's just something's always happening to keep the attention, um, and that doesn't happen in this film. It just, it takes its time. You know, it's just beautiful. It, it, it gives you the time to soak up and, and take in the scene. You know, everything's nice and drawn out. It just, it stayed so true to the original film. Um, it, and, and I was impressed with that. It, you know, it's, it's so, um, It's it's so similar, but then obviously technology has come a long way as well. So I, it was it was really nice how they kind of carried that on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. There is there's a certain um, yeah there's a certain patience in the film that you just don't see in films today. Um, and I don't Absolutely. know if you are familiar, and I've discussed this on our show before. Your scene in Twenty Forty Nine is very similar to a scene in Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo where Jimmy Stewart is meeting again this woman he thought he lost. And this woman who he met um, looks enough like her that she comes out of this room bathed in light. She kind of comes from shadow into light. It's the exact same scene, essentially, that you were in. And it's incredible. And there's, a, there's very similar reactions to Jimmy Stewart to seeing this woman that he had lost. Um, and I, I just don't know. I don't know if you've seen Vertigo, but I, I'm kind I of no. okay. You should certainly watch it. There's the parallels between Vertigo and the Blade Runner films are pretty amazing. Um, be, between what is real, what isn't real, and uh, this man meeting again this woman that he thought he lost, and 
recreating her. It's very, very interesting. So I thought I would throw that out there to you. I have a question, uh, kind of a funny question. How was it walking in those heels on those steps? Because you're kind of walking over water. How many How many times did, did, did it take? Was that even a difficult thing? But I was watching the scene and thinking, man, I, I, of course, I don't wear heels, so I would never know. But I'm thinking that can't have, couldn't have been easy for you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> out of, honestly, <laughs> out of everything, you know, I had to do and prepare and for that role, I then, Denny's, you know, you're obviously giving me the direction. So you walk from here and I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> are you absolutely kidding? So I had to practice that so much because basically I... I had to look up and, you know, she, Rachel has such a, you know, she has such a specific walk and the way that she moves. So to replicate that, but to have to step, you know, a very, very specific distance several times, um, just one foot wrong. And, um, I don't know, I don't know if they had a second costume handy or they would have really screwed up um, filming times. But yeah, it was, um, yeah, I, I was fully prepared to, <laughs> I totally but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I don't have, I don't have any fun stories about slipping and falling in, in one of the takes, I'm afraid. <laughs> Uh, I would imagine the water was pretty shallow, right? I mean, there was some water, but it wasn't much of a, a tank. Yeah, it was. Uh, how how deep? Maybe it was like a couple of feet deep. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Like, it wasn't that shallow, but it wasn't super... I suppose it was would be unnecessary for it to be that deep. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like, you know, just a couple of inches. It was, you know, you would have got... I would have got wet. <laughs> um. So my question now is... What did uh, Denny tell you as to what was going on in your head at the, in those moments? Uh, what, was there, a, like, you know, directors might tell actors, okay, this is what you're thinking about, this is what you're going through. Of course, your character is very different from kind of any character in a film. You're not, you're a human, but you're not a human. You're a recreation of something that has gone before. You're kind of legendary. What was that conversation like if you even had it? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, I think there was quite a few takes where there was, I think Denny likes to see what you have first, see how you interpret it, and then, you know, just gives little bits of, you know, tweaks things here and there. Um, but, yeah, but basically, um, and then there's different options as well. So, you know, you'll, you'll try one thing and then you'll do another thing because, it, you know, it's all about having options at the end of the day, seeing, you know, what they end up wanting to kind of put in. The, put in. Um, but, yeah, basically she, yeah, it is that she, she's, she's been programmed to, you know, it, it's to love him, that to know that he loves her. Um, and yeah, then, then he re rejects her and that's confusing. Um, so yeah, that's what I felt. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, I'm fascinated by, uh, you know, for myself, as I watch this, for me, 
having so so much invested in this character of Rachel since you know I'm not much older than you are I was born not too too many years before then um, but have this character live and breathe inside of you as a fan as an emotional creature um, to see that Again, on screen, it's like seeing someone you've lost. They represent quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so it's just fascinating how, what your thought process might have been when you're kind of walking towards Deckard. What are you thinking? Or maybe you're just thinking, I love this man, and that's the, that's where I'm going. That I'm kind of walking towards love, hopefully, because that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, well, I, I think it was... How it was just so different to any other role is is where you would normally just... You know, whereas I'd normally feel um, what my my character feels, I was also aware that I needed, you know, everything needed to replicate, um, you know, the character, bef- you know, the character, well, the Rachel before me. Um, so there's there's kind of all that going on as well, if that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. so there's, but by that point, it felt it was feeling you know, pretty, by the time I got on set, it was feeling pretty natural because I was, yeah, I'd, I'd prepared. And, you know, but it's funny, by the time they put the costume on you and you step on set, it just completes everything. Mm-hmm. And you, do you feel it? Was the costume uh, constraining or was it tight? Like, how did it, did it, was it, was it fitted in a way that you kind of, it changed your posture? Because I know that that can happen in film or on the stage where people feel like they get in their costume and they've really become this person. Um, how did that, the costume affect you? Yeah, well, I can thank um, my daily yoga practice for the fact that I could breathe <laughs> in it, I think. <laughs> um, and, you know, my, my posture in it, it was, I had a corset on for the first time in my life. Oh, wow. Yeah, the, it was it was such an amazing costume. Um, the the team just did an incredible job. They also yeah kind of taught me how to sort of breathe in and out while I was putting it on and stuff. So it was I, it felt a little bit restricting for the first couple of hours, and then I sort of learnt um, yeah just to just to kind of take deep breaths and it, it's fine. <laughs> But yeah, there was there was quite a lot to it. There was like a whole underneath that jacket. There was like all sorts of stuff going on, but it felt it it felt quite fabulous on. Oh wow, that's fantastic! So you talked about this the scene needing about a week to film. Is that because of the different angles? Um, and I know that there's a, a you know obviously the shot of you from far away, kind of moving through the light, and then you're getting up close. How was that? How did that happen over the course of a week? Yeah, just different angles. So of course, they, you know, you do the the sh- different camera angles are shot on um, Sylvia and one on Harrison, one on Leto, one on me, um, and then there's obviously different parts to the scene as well. Like there's before I enter and after I uh, I'm leave, um, and yeah, there was that. You know, I, I'm trying to kind of say this without giving away um, if people haven't seen the film um the you know where my scene comes to an end that was actually that ended up being quite complicated to film if that makes sense to you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because I, i i was curious with that scene and by this point most of the people who are listening to this have seen the film we 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 
we guess. I mean, the film's been out since October. It is now in home video. Yeah. So you can certainly feel free if you feel comfortable talking about that. Um, that, that moment is very odd because I'm thinking, now, was that Lauren falling over or was that a digital uh, no, that was um, that I actually had stunt training for that. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, learn how to, yeah, um, and that was, to be honest, that was my favorite part. It was so much fun. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, and we we had to do that, um, yeah, several times, and yeah, I quite I quite enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> Were you on heels? But I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to actually say what I. Okay. I don't feel comfortable saying what happened. Okay. I don't want to be the one to do this to to spoil it. I don't <laughs> want to be the one to do that. <laughs> Absolutely, I totally respect that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, back, uh, kind of taking a step back, and um, again, thank you for taking the time to uh, speak to me and this is really really great it's again one of my favorite. Oh, it's one of my favorite scenes in a film of all time. Really, I mean, and I didn't. This, this film, you everyone knew that it was coming. You don't know what you're going to expect. The original is so um, well-respected. It's legendary. And it's just like one of the best sci-fi films of all time. And then here you have the sequel. It ends up being equally one of the best sci-fi films of all time. And not just because it's science fiction, but because it's such a human story. Um, so kind of seeing that picture, how do you, do you think of, is that character that you've played, I know, you know, you, it was a, kind of a long journey for you. Do you. Is it something, is she something that you think about now? Or is it was it just kind of like, oh, it was a job, I'm kind of on to other things now? Or how does it, how does it kind of linger inside of your emotional space? Yeah, um, well, I mean, it did, I've certainly moved on now because it was, you know, a year and a half ago now. So I would, I would hope that I have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it did, it did consume me. I, yeah, I must say. Um you know, because every spare second of my time was spent trying to well, get as good as I could possibly get um, to, you know, mirroring, Ra you know, Rachel's everything, you know, mm -hmm. body mannerisms and emotions and everything. And the, this, the scale of this job, you know, for me was obviously huge. So obviously when I found out what it was, um, I was like, uh, shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to be, to be perfectly honest. So I just wanted to do, so I, you know, the character on an emotional level, um, you know, I was connecting with deeper and deeper and then obviously myself wanting to, you know, feeling the pressure of the, the role, knowing that this is a key turning point in the film and, and essentially, you know, the first film and, and the second film were both basic, they're basically about Rachel. Mm -hmm. Um, and that role was, um, in my hands. So yeah, it, it was something that, yeah, took up a lot of emotional space. Definitely. I would imagine now controversial question. Whose voice is that we hear? Um, well, I did the, I I, I I think it's mine. Um, <laughs> um, it sounds like me, um, and they. I, I think it's something that they don't guarantee. I think it's something that they were that they didn't they didn't know at the time, um, who's they were going to use. And I wasn't told it was definitely going to be me, but I was told that you know I did all the voiceover and everything, and they seemed to be quite happy with my voice. And then when I watched the film, it. I was like, yeah, that's definitely my voice. Okay. But, um, 
yeah and a lot of the people who knew me said as, as soon as they heard my voice they knew it was me but you know I say all that and I at, at the end of the day you know it wasn't I wasn't told that it was definitely going to be so who knows but I think it's my voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, there's just been some question about it. Um, there's uh, Denny has gone on record on a couple of interviews saying, well, Sean Young's voice is very different now. It's changed, as your voice does, certainly for women and for men as you get older. Things just change, mm. uh, either drops or it just, there's all sorts of changes there. And so, but uh, in the interviews, he hasn't said who it was. Um, and so... Uh, as we were talking, we were like, well, we need to talk to her about whose voice that was. So that's great. That's great. Um, um, yeah, it, it seems to be, when I was on there, it's, it's, it all seemed to be going in the way that they were going to use my voice. But, um, uh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, and yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of maybe one of my final questions. Uh, you've obviously seen the film. What do you think about it? The Blade Runner 2049? Yes. Oh yeah, it's it was amazing. Um, it was better than I ever imagined it to be. Um, it, every second of watching it was captivating. The the, the performances, the cinematography, the um, CGI, the special effects, like everything was amazing. Um, it was a long film, but you didn't even realize the time just passes while you're just captivated mm -hmm. every second by what's going on in front of you i absolutely loved it wow yeah yeah well join the club <laughs> yeah <laughs> um well thank you so much for again taking the time and uh allowing me to cyberstalk you via facebook um we My we you know we were We've spoken to like, you know, Richard Clegg, who I'm sure you've met, who did the, yeah. you know, the VFX supervisor and yeah. uh, Weta, Weta Digital, or I'm sorry, the Weta Workshop people. And we're going to be talking to Michael Green and other people who we have interviews lined up. And uh, we, we, this is just, a, it's really, this kind of film is kind of like an anomaly. You know, it shouldn't have been made. Mm -hmm. It was made and it's a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. So we are certainly honored to be able to talk to people who are a part of it. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. you love me? To find out more about Shoulder of Orion, the Blade Runner podcast, 
please visit us on our website at www.perfectorganism.com. Shoulder of Orion is available for listen or download through Apple iTunes, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. If you'd like to join in the discussion, please join our official Facebook discussion group, Fields of Calantha, a Blade Runner discussion group.